no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Barry Sentence. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down our thoughts on what the Bears should do at quarterback this season and much more. Hey, Dub, man. Wow. So much stuff to get into in this show this week, man. But, man, how's everything been going on your side, bro? Hey, man, everything is good, friends, man. I've been looking forward to this conversation with you, brother. Man, it's been a lot that's gone on since the last time you and I discussed the Bears. I mean, think about all the shows we've been on and how much more information has come out since that time. It's been crazy. <laughs> yes, it has been, man. A lot of excitement, too. And I see Aaron Rodgers still being a bitch ass. <laughs> that ain't going to change anytime soon. We just good for us. <laughs> Smug face ass. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you said on the last episode, I know I gave you a little hard time for it, but you were right, man. I, I, I can't wait to see this situation with that team just keep going further and further in the shithole. <laughs> exactly. And our fortunes are going up. <laughs> they really are, brother. They really are, man. But I'm glad to hear everything's good, going good with you over there. Good to hear from you, man. Before we get into this episode, A-Dub, though, I did want to take some time here and send out some condolences to Tariq Cohen and his family. Uh, he lost his twin brother an accident. He passed away uh, Sunday. Wanted to give condolences to uh, Tariq Cohen on that loss. I'm not sure it's going to be a tough time for his family. And he asked everyone to kind of give him and his family some privacy during this tough time. So just wanted to give those thoughts to Tariq. Absolutely, Prez. And one thing I will say, we're having a twin brother, Prez. You know, I have two of them in my family (laughs) and uh, two sets of twin brothers. And I can tell you, man, they are really tight. I think we're all close to them, but those two are just really tight. I can tell from what Cohen's putting out there. It shows the relationship that he had with his brother. Like you said, man, our condolences goes out to him and his family, and we will respect their privacy. And you're right, man. That relationship with twins, that's another type of relationship. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly, man. And those dudes do everything together, man. Like everything from growing up to learning to tie your shoes. It's like everything they do is together. And I can tell, man, Tariq may have had that same kind of relationship with his brother. So those are kind of things like that, Perez, you think about relationship-wise, you're like, that's another level right there. On behalf of A-Dub and myself, condolences go out to the Cohen family and, man, gone too soon. And rest in peace, Tyrell. On to some other news on the week. We saw that Eddie Pinheiro signed <laughs> with the Colts. <laughs> What'd you think on that news, a <laughs> I was like, hey, man, look, I'm not surprised he's gone somewhere. I- I'll give him credit. He wasn't a terrible kicker, you know? But we had no use for him anymore at the Santos. So right. it-, it was like, hey, do what you got to do, man. And the Colts, you know, brought him on board. I think he'll compete over there for a position there and be their kicker. So for us, I think we're good with Santos, but kudos to him for getting another opportunity, another shot at it. So hope he stays healthy. Exactly, man. I mean, shout out to you, Eddie, uh, for getting another opportunity. Eddie was decent here in his time. He just couldn't stay healthy, and, and Santos took his job. I mean, that's the NFL. Um, and that's why A-Dub and I always talk about on this show, that next man up mentality, meaning, hey, if you get hurt or if you start to slip in your play a little bit, well, some guy on that roster may be there stalking and, and, and looking to take your position. And that's what happened to Pinheiro. And that's what the NFL is. It's either produce or get replaced. And that's <laughs> what happened in this situation. And that's actually facts right there, Perez. Produce or get replaced. And anybody can be replaced, really. And then come out to uh, football. So either you're playing or you're not playing, right? If you are playing, you'll be able to keep your job. But if you're not playing, hey, you know, someone else will step in and take it. And that's what happened here. I mean, it's no different than what you and I do in our everyday life, man. It's like, man, we got to get our job done. If not, all right, see you. <laughs> exactly. It ain't personal, it's business, you know? And, so. <laughs> and that's how it is, man. Somebody on the, on the sideline that's humble and ready, and they go for it. 
Yes, sir. But man, good luck to Eddie. But man, Cairo, he's got it from here, brother. He got it from here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm feeling good about that too. Yes, sir. So yesterday we got confirmation that Sheriff McManus won't be returning to the Bears. He was tweeted back and forth with Kyle Long yesterday. What are your thoughts there, man? Because for me, we talked about earlier in the offseason that we both thought that McManus wouldn't be back. But, man, dude, he's been like a stalwart on this roster. He's been here for so long, been a special teams ace. And, dude, one of the longest tenured Bears on that roster. So, for me, I'm going to miss him. But wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, on Sherrick McManus. Yeah, I want to miss him too, Perez. It's kind of sad as well because you lose a leader, a guy who really done everything we asked him to do pretty much. I mean, utility-type player. You kind of miss a guy like that, right? He's been here, like you say, he's been here for a while, man, and um, been through the Lovey Smith days and, and to where we are now. So kind of sad to see him go. But I understand you got to move on when it comes down to football, and, and I totally get it. But, um, yeah, I want to miss the guy. Yeah, and, and like you said, uh, he was that utility guy. You know, they plug him pretty much anywhere. He was a, a consummate team guy. Whatever was in the best interest of the team, he was willing to do. So, yep. yeah, salute to him on a great career. He wasn't able to stay healthy last season. That might have been kind of maybe some of his undoing. But, brother, he made the most of his opportunities here. Was here in Chicago for nine seasons. Even became a team captain. Like, that's yeah. something that's really huge when you think about it at the end of the day. Yeah, Perez, we're talking about a guy that was drafted by Houston, Texas, that went from the fifth round of 2010 draft, right, to where he are, where he became, right, to becoming a captain. Like you say, Perez, he was more like a, a professional about everything. So to me, it's like you, you appreciate guys like that who's willing to do whatever he needs to do to get the job done and willing to do whatever it takes to sacrifice for the team. So you appreciate guys like him. Yeah, you really do. So, man, big ups to him. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe he gets another opportunity in the league. Maybe he's got a little something left in the tank. We'll see what happens. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he'll get picked up by someone, uh, Ada? He just might get picked up by somebody, Perez, because you can always use somebody on special teams. You know how they go, right? There are other teams out there who can possibly use him and also his leadership, right, what he brings to the table. So that is something that I, I like about him as well. So I think he'll get picked up by somebody. To your point, that leadership component, you can't get that easily, right? And he's right. only 33, so maybe he may want to come back for one more, one more shot. Exactly, exactly. And then wrap it up after that, you know, after a year or two after that. So I can see that happening for him. But I do think he'll get an opportunity. We had the schedule that was rolled out this week, uh, A-Dub, and we're going to be opening the season against the Rams on the road. Before we get into your thoughts on that, I was looking through the rest of the schedule and I said, <laughs> boy, this damn schedule is tough. We was on <laughs> we was on the ball sports show last week. And I know you were talking playoffs. And, 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 I, and, I, and I understood where you were coming from for that, because like you said on that show, any given Sunday, right? But right. Let's, let's talk through this schedule real quick. We're not going to give you guys our predictions just yet, but we're just going to talk real quickly through the schedule. So we got the Cardinals. We got the Ravens. We got the Bengals, the Browns, the Lions, the Packers, the Raiders, the Rams, the Vikings, the Giants, the Steelers, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Doug, when you hear that, are you still feeling confident with your playoff prediction that you made on the Ball Sports Show? <laughs> <laughs> Man, friends, I still stick with what I, what I say. I, think, I still think playoffs. And, and here's why. I'm just going to throw it out there to you. Here's why. Because you're right. The schedule is very tough, man. It's very hard. I really can see that, friends. I mean, think about it. We're going out on the road every other week, you know? So that's tough in itself. Like, we'll play home game, and then we hit the road. And you're right. We're going to get some very tough teams, really, on that on that list. But guess what, Perez? What's up? We can catch these guys snoozing. We can catch them snoozing. They don't think we're going to come out and ball and play hard, man. They in trouble, because I still think we're still a strong team. We've done some things to upgrade the team as well. And we got a lot of hype, a little bit extra motivation coming to the season as well. So I think those things can play a part. And it's also any given Sunday. But you hit it on the head, man. It is a very, very tough schedule. But guess what? Suffer them, too. Okay. Well, hey, look, I like that energy. One thing I'm going to say, though, I'm looking at that week one matchup, opening on the road against the Rams. Aaron yep. Donald and those boys are coming to town, right? Yep. That's going to be a tough matchup there with it us. Is. And mm -hmm. I'm also thinking about this is going to be Matt Stafford's first game as a, as a Ram quarterback. That's so true. we could be looking at a very different Rams team. So that matchup right there in itself is going to be a really good test for this team coming out of the gates. Yeah, it's going to be a very good test. Um, they actually going to look a little bit different in the secondary as well, Perez, you think about the Rams. They lost yep. a couple of good guys on there, you know, Troy Hill, 
Sean Johnson, you know, they, they lost a couple of guys who I thought was big time for them to help their secondary succeed. So it's going to be different for them, but also going to look different for them on the offensive side of it as well. So I'm looking forward to us in, in that challenge because that's going to be an interesting game. Very interesting. Yeah. And so, audience, we're going to do a deeper dive into the schedule and, and our predictions, you know, week by week, you know, a little bit later on here in this offseason. But we wanted to just kind of do a quick quick primer on just on our thoughts initially on this schedule. I mean, because this schedule, if we look at our division rivals, we got the toughest schedule out of all of them as well. I agree. And the one thing, too, A-Dub, we finally got that announcement for when that Raiders game is going to be so. Everybody at Bears Twitter has been talking about Bears are going to be going to Vegas. They're going to be playing Vegas. They're going to be playing the Raiders. Well, that's yeah. official. That's official. So, man, uh, happy about what, that. Is, what is it? What is it? A dub October 10th? I think it's something like that, Press. That might be about it. Either still, that's going to be a really good game. I think that our Bears faithful is going to show why we have the best fan base in the entire league when we're not in our feelings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, but, man. But that's going to be a really good time because one thing that I always credit Bears fans for, A-Dub, is the fact that we travel well. Like, there's been so many times I've gone to away games, and there's times where let's, let's go Bears chants or bear down chants are basically taking over stadiums. Yes. And, yeah, confirmation on that date, A-Dub, it is October 10th. We also know that there's, like, a limited number of uh, tickets that are going to be available, at least for right now. And from... What I was looking at ticket price range, man, you're looking at anywhere from like about 800 bucks to probably about three grand for a ticket right now for seats uh, at that stadium. So prices are pretty steep right now. Jeez, that's, that's, hey man, that is a price right there. Woo. Man, oh man. So if I were most people, I would wait a little bit closer to the, to maybe uh, to October to get tickets, but I will book your, your hotel and flight now. And then maybe wait a little bit on, you know, those game tickets because maybe the price may go down a little bit. But right now, you're going to have these people trying to gouge you price-wise. So just be patient if you want to go to that game. Yeah, exactly. They all see, hey, Fred, they all see now. We got that momentum going on right now, man. They see the hype that's going on around this team. So everyone can see, can recognize that. But on the flip side, you mentioned there, Fred, you mentioned around the fact of, of us taking over towns. I'll tell you one thing. The Bear Nation, Chicago, will take over Vegas during that time frame. Oh my God, it's gonna be the takeover. It's gonna be the DBE takeover. Cause we gonna be exactly. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go, brother. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well, man. Uh so brother, our livers, we're gonna have to rest up before we head down there. Cause that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big time weekend, man. It's gonna be a big time weekend. <laughs> that I'm actually looking forward to. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So okay, dub. Let's let's talk real quick about rookie minicap here. So some news that came out leading up to rookie minicamp was the fact that Matt Nagy was deemed a high-risk close contact. He had a family member who tested positive for COVID, right? Right. So he wasn't even able to be present at the first day of the on-field uh, workouts that they were doing with the players. So he was doing it virtually. And this was something that you and I talked about, you know, weeks ago about this virus and how, you know, this thing isn't going anywhere and how this thing potentially could still have impacts on these workouts, OTAs, training camp, and so forth. They did say, A-Dub, that Nagy is in the process of getting this vaccine. I guess he's had the first one. I guess he's in the process of getting the second one. But Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts there when you heard that situation? Because now you look at, like, you got the coach who's not even able to be there hands-on with the team, you know, with those rookies. Yeah, man, that that becomes tougher, right? It makes it tougher to, to get the eye test and really rely on other people to really be your eyes and ears of things that you didn't see, weren't able to see. So you, you don't have that hands-on, right? So I think that part of it does play a factor. So not being there as a coach, yeah, it, it's it's more of a, a small setback, right, that you think about. And you think about not just about the setback right now, Fred, you think about if anything else comes up from a COVID standpoint related to players, all those different things. So you kind of wanted and hope that, hey, everyone can try to social distancing, whatever that needs to take to be to remain safe from catching the COVID or even being part of the protocol. So that part is still out there, still going to be a risk. But at the end of the day, I think that we'll probably find a way to try to get it get it right so that our coaching staff and players are able to play and we're able to see what they're able to do. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Now, one thing, though, for our listeners to keep in mind, per the protocols that the NFL put in place, all of the meetings are virtual. So that part will be fine. But it's right. just more, we're talking about the on-field activity that's going to be taking place this weekend. That's where Nagy won't be able to be present. 
that part there is fine. So they said Chris Tabor was going to be running things there with uh, with those rookies, kind of getting those guys up and running. So now we are talking about rookies. Now, A-Dub and I have been very high on this rookie class. This was an A-plus draft for, for Ryan Pace. So we had Justin Fields pulling up this weekend. We had Tevin Jenkins pulling up this weekend. We had a boy, Daz Newsom, that A-Dub and I have been very high on. <laughs> Khalil Herbert, Larry Borum. And then Thomas Graham Jr. And then our boy, Big Tonga, A-Dub, day one, rookie minicamp, and everybody in Bears land, Bears nation, Bears Twitter. We were talking about one guy. His name is Justin Fields. Man, I'm feeling pretty good about that, Prince. I mean, the kid is still excited. I mean, no matter how much he plays, whether it's in practice, Prince, like you mentioned, even his rookie minicamp, still brought the excitement to us, right? That we're very excited about him getting an opportunity to play, you know, in, in the near future. And this guy brings it. He looked pretty good in practice. So those things you kind of take into consideration, you're like, man, this kid appeared to be ready. So I'm just going to say this, man. You know me. I love all the football I can get. You know, I, I love driving down to Bourbon A when the Bears were, you know, doing their, their training camp there. So practices, I love watching practice but I've never really paid a lot of attention to a rookie minicamp until right. this weekend. <laughs> right? Exactly. I was on Twitter like an addict. I was like, man, anybody got any updates? What are these beat reporters saying? What are they saying about Justin? I want to know. I want to know everything. And then it made me wish, man, I wish they would have live streamed that practice. <laughs> right, exactly. This, this is the most I follow, like you said, it's the most I follow anyone on Twitter this much, seeing what the action is on this person. And you're right, man. I was on that all day press, all day just looking. News, updates, whatever, right? I'm looking at articles. He might put something out there really quickly on this guy. <laughs> Let me know because I want to hear what was happening that day. But you're right. I wish I'd have got a visual, been there to see it or somewhere to watch it. Man, that would been awesome. Really would have been. But that tells you everything that it just tells us, oh, we are so excited. Because if you're, if you're talking about a, a, a minicamp practice that everybody's on pins and needles wanting to get information about, Man, you know that everybody's locked in. This fan base is engaged. And I love it. I love it. But one public service announcement real quick. If any of our listeners, if you guys are still talking about Mitch Trubisky, please stop. (laughs) That man has moved on. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. He has a great life. He's being paid $2.5 million to get his career back on track. Mitch Trubisky is going to be fine. Let's move on to the future here. We got Justin Fields. Let's just appreciate what we have. We got the Ferrari now. No more Camry. Let's enjoy that. I saw a lot of these comparison things and people trying to dunk on Mitch and people trying to prop up Justin Fields to put Mitch down. Let's just stop that on both sides. Appreciate what we got. And let's please move on. Exactly, Perez. There's no need to throw out any negativity towards Mitch at all, man. It really is. It's not even useful information for me. From that standpoint, I'm just proud of what we have now, really, Fields. I just want to focus in on this kid and what he brings to the table, and I want to see him continue to develop and grow. That's all we need to be able to be focused on, really, and let's just let's enjoy this moment here because it's been yeah. a moment where we didn't enjoy in the past. So let's enjoy what we have now. Because like I said, A-Dub, we got hope now. Now, hope is a dangerous thing. But we got it. And I'm telling you, Ryan Pace, he awoke me back up, brother. He awoke me back up. (laughs) So Hey, look. (laughs) Hey, not only you, man, he woke me up, man. Got me out of my seat. I'm just, it seems like I'm just, what do you call it? It, it, Have a lot of excitement, right? Just anxious, right? In in many ways, just see, just hear, just know, and want to see as well. It just just brings a lot out of you, man. And um, you're very hopeful. Like I said, we're very hopeful. And we're just looking forward to this, man. We really are. I'm telling you, man. Wearing my Bears gear now, I'm a I'm a diehard fan, and, and, and so are you. And we're always going to ride with this team through the, the the good, the bad, the ugly. But wearing my Bears gear right now around town, it just hits different, man. Now I'm getting people that are smiling at me when they see me with my Bears hat on. They give me a little head nod. I'm like, yes, sir. I'm like, yeah. I was like, that's a different vibe now, <laughs> and that's because of Justin Fields. Exactly. Chris, I'm not sure about you, but this seems like the most excitement I had about Chicago in quite a while. Like, for example, I had a lot of excitement when we drafted Derrick Rose. Okay. That's a good one. I have some excitement when we drafted Justin Fields. Like, wow, we got us a good one. <laughs> you know? And um, 
it just makes you want to see the person play. Like when Derrick Rose, we want to see him play. As soon as we got him, like, oh, we got a good one. We got a stud. Let's see him. Let's see him go. And now I feel the same about Justin Fields. It's like, man, I, I'm just ready to see this guy go. See this guy play. Everything about him, the way he talks, the way he acts, it's like everything about him is just, man, you just get ex- more excited every time you hear him speak, even hear about what he's doing, or in general, what he's done in the past. It's just all these different things that add up that makes you just want to say, hey, let's put this guy on the field and let's just watch him, man. Let's get out. Let's, let, let, let's just get started. Let's get started now. Well, I want to call back to what you just said there about the D-Rose comparison, because I think that's really spot on. That is a great comparison, because I think in that moment as a fan, we didn't see with us getting that number one pick, so we didn't even think Derrick Rose was going to be possible, right? Right. And now with this Justin Fields scenario, we were at 20. We had no idea what was coming. We knew, okay, there's a possibility that the pace could do something, but he made it happen. And I think that's what makes this so great is because he went out there and made something possible that a lot of us were just thinking, well, maybe it could happen, but it happened. And that's the right. point where I'm still pitching myself and saying, I can't believe this is like real life. Exactly. Yeah, man. I'm still lost as well. Like, it's still, is this still, is this real? And I still feel that way now. But even when we're talking about him now, right? It's like, man, he got Justin Fields. Really I, did. I can't believe it, brother. And and when I when I keep getting updated shipping information on my Justin Fields jersey, bro, man, that's just been making me fucking happy. I can't wait. Cause guess what? The opener at Soldier Field, I will be rocking my Justin Field jersey. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hey, look, look, I'm not mad at you, brother, at all. Just hope, just hope they did on me to take it. Matter of fact, what size that jersey, man? Nah. <laughs> A-Dub, you're going to have some problems, man. I've been doing push-ups lately. I've been doing push-ups. <laughs> I don't want the smoke, man. I'm good. <laughs> like, listen, you, you can have my Eddie Jackson one because he changed his number anyway. Right. <laughs> Man, if Eddie Jackson don't say number four, I don't want it right now. <laughs> yeah, he number four. Yeah, he number four. But no, man, I think when you look at the, the Justin Fields situation, A-Dub, it was really good news that we got from that situation, right? So we found out not only was he looking sharp in, in, in the uh, sessions, they said accurate. There weren't a lot yes. of footballs that were hitting the ground. I know this is just like a first practice, but there weren't a lot of times during training camp in the past where you heard the beat reporter saying there weren't a lot of footballs hitting the ground. So that leads me to say two things. That leads me to believe that Justin Fields has good command of what he's doing out there. He throws a really good ball, and those receivers were catching the football. That's good, man. That is, man, that's a problem. We don't have to worry about it. I don't think Perez when it come down to um, Justin Fields. They also say he looked good as well, you know, um, taking snaps. You know, um, no problem with that. And and like you said, getting the ball off looks pretty sharp. So. So far, so good, man. So far, so good. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's a big point to make because now let's talk about the fact that he took a lot of snaps in the shotgun, right? The fact that he looked comfortable in the center, that says a lot about him. So what has he been doing? Well, I would tell you, he's been practicing that, obviously. It's something that Nagy was saying about Justin Fields, A-Dub, that he was working on his cadences and his calling out of, uh, of formations and, and plays in his bedroom. And he was sending Nagy videos of it because they wanted him to make sure that he was working on that cadence. That is just huge, man. This kid is pretty much a football guy, right? Press the studying, all those different things, man, that that adds into it. The the things that you don't think about, right. That goes into preparation. This guy's preparing himself, press preparing himself to be that guy. Let's be honest. He came out yesterday and said, he's going to be doing anything and everything to get that job. I wasn't mad about hearing that part from him. You know, he understands that Nagy has a plan for him. And I heard him talk about that part of it as well. But he's going to be committed to working towards getting that starting job, Perez. And that's what you want. He talked about all the, all the guys on the team should be working to striving for that reason, to being a starter on, on this on this um, team. So I like the idea of him thinking like that, Perez, of preparing himself for that. And the guy willing to put the work in. He talked about his flashcards, Perez, by having flashcards, looking at plays and things of that nature. This kid, man, is a workaholic. And that's what you want, man. You want a kid that's going to put lay it all out there. But the thing is, that preparation piece of it, man, that's what, to me, that really gets me when I think about this kid, Perez. This guy's doing a lot to prepare himself for this next step. Yeah, the preparation, the maturity, the leadership. I mean, yep. they were they were saying, A-Dub, that there were times out there where maybe a receiver ran the wrong route. Justin Fields, they said, was the first person that went over to the receiver and told him what they did wrong. So that means he's showing you that he's got a command of the playbook. 
already and showing leadership, going to that person, letting them know what they did wrong so that way they can be on the same page. That's really important. Absolutely, Perez. You hit it right on the head, man, that leadership piece, man. That is something you don't see often. I mean, at least in my, my years of watching football, you don't see often, man, with a rookie coming in that way, really trying to command the team and do all these things. We're talking about a minicamp, Perez, <laughs> a rookie minicamp. And I haven't seen many of them over time, right? But, man, I sure am excited about this one. But, yeah, even at this point, right, even at this point right now, making adjustments, trying to get guys in the right position and help guys grow at the same time. But he's actually helping himself grow at the same time, too. So you see all these different things like that, Perez, that just makes you just go all like, man, we got a good one a special one at that. Yeah, and the the one thing that we kept hearing over and over again from the beat reporters when it came to Justin Fields, A-Dub, is they said he looks the part, (laughs) both (laughs) physically and intangibly, right? So to me, when I think of what that means, they're saying he exudes confidence. You talked about it. The, The guy has swag. When you look at Justin Fields, he looks like, to be honest, he's got no worries. The dude's confident. He ain't worried about nothing because he knows he's prepared. Exactly. I love that. Me too. And like you say, that confidence, that swag press, <laughs> man, I haven't seen that in Chicago. I have not seen that, man, uh, on, on the football field in Chicago. It, and I, at least from my, my take on that part of it. And I'm excited to see him demonstrate these things, right? The quarterback, a rookie, coming in demonstrating this stuff already, press. And I think to me, it, it only gets better from here. Yeah, I would say we've had bits and pieces of, of swagger on the team itself but not on that offense. I right. think he's he's going to bring an attitude to that offense that we have not had, you know? And right. I would tell you between him and, and, and Tevin Jenkins, who's another guy that I'm really excited about, who we've talked about on this show, those are two additions to this offense that, brother, I can't wait to see what they do when they line up out there, man. It's going to be really exciting, they dub Yeah, that's going to be very exciting, Perez. And I hope, it, it, with those guys you just mentioned, I hope Daz, you know, uh, get a chance to show what he can do as well. Because I, I like that kid, Perez. Your yards have to catch, man. You throw it to him short, let that guy make something happen. I will hope he get a chance as well. But he looked good, too, you know, part of the minicamp. And, and I'm hoping he get a chance along with those other guys, with Fields and Jenkins. Well, so that's funny that you bring that up because some of the reports that came out, they said that Fields and Newsom had a really good connection out there. And they were connecting on some really good plays. So they said that uh, Newsom made a really good first impression out there. So I would just say this, that may be a kid that we'll probably hear his name called out a lot this season. And also, we saw Anthony Miller was up there posting stuff on Twitter this week, basically saying that he don't want Bears fans that jumped off the bandwagon to jump back on when he turns up and does what he's got to do this year. So (laughs) he even sees the writing on the wall that this team has stocked up our receivers, right? Yeah, man. My message to Anthony Miller is, it sounds good. Talk is cheap, man. Like, listen, we're all Bears fans. We want you guys to do well, but we're going to call it 100, and we're going to tell you, bro, you have not been the player that we expect you to be. You have so much talent, Anthony, and we need to see it because Darnell Mooney came in here and took advantage of his opportunity. Are you going to allow Daz Newsom to come in here and do the same thing? I'm with the press. It's put up or shut up time. That's what it is right there, press. He got to go on the field and show us. All that talk on Twitter and all these other things, don't mean absolutely nothing. Show us on the field. That's what we want to see you show us. That's all that matters to us at this point. Yeah, because if you your rookie quarterback is coming in here and saying, if you don't have the mentality that you want to go out there and compete and take a job, then why are you here? Well, Anthony Miller, that message should have resonated with you. That's a rookie that came in talking like that. And your exactly. job got snatched by a rookie last season. So right. what's up? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's something he can also take from looking at these rookies here. They coming in with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, I thought Mooney did the same thing, came in with a chip on his shoulder press, put the work in. You know, he's a workaholic. I see it from Daz Newsom. I, I see it from Fields. These guys are workaholics, man. These guys are willing to put the work in and put the time in and, and, and try to execute on the field. So that means for you, Miller, you got to do the same thing, man. You just can't talk and say, be with you, you know, and those who are against you, you know, you know don't, don't be with you once you start to get better. Hey, man, you got to show us something. No one's been against you. We just pretty much critiqued your play on the field. And that's really what it came down to. If you show us that you weren't doing a good job or being consistent, we just have to call out and be real with you. I'm hoping we can get some consistency out of you going forward. That'll be great. That's good for us if you do well. So you saying all these things, show us on that field, man, as I mentioned before. Yeah, because to Adel's point, if Anthony Miller plays up to his potential, can you imagine how lethal this offense would be? Oh, man. <laughs> Woo! 
Dangerous. I mean, because we've seen glimpses. I mean, dude, look at that Lions game and that catch that he made. Come on now. We know the talent's there. But do that shit all the time, bro. Because we know what we're going to get from Allen Robinson. We know what we're going to get from Darnell Mooney. And we could probably get even more from Darnell Mooney if we get the quarterback that can get him the ball in stride. Right. And I think that we have that quarterback here, whether it's Dalton or whether that's Fields. But we have quarterbacks that I think can get Darnell Mooney the ball in stride where he can make plays. Because Darnell Mooney has so much fucking speed that he can take the top off of the defense. Exactly. Once it get, bang, get past that secondary, look out. All you got to do as a quarterback is make connection there. And I mean, that will change the entire game. And that he's even open up things for Miller, right, Perez? You even get more opportunities, Miller, because the fact they watched this guy go long, you know? So I think, hey, Miller can show us something, man. Woo. Man, this has changed the whole scope, Perez, of everything for us, man. Absolutely, man. But what it all starts with for me, A-Dub, is attitude. I think that you have a draft class that's coming in here hungry. I think you got a draft class that's going to push some of these people that are already on the team. Imagine Justin Fields' presence in Hallis Hall, what that's going to do to an Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton know what time it is. This kid's on his bumper. He wants his job. That like forces you, you to step up your game. I'm with you there, Perez. Andy Dalton is watching this, Perez. He see all this hype, man. There's no way he can ignore all what's going on right here. No, he, he knows. can't ignore. He knows. He knows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he got to come out and execute, man, because the writing is on the wall if he doesn't. Because he got somebody that's really that's moving up very fast and got the hype around him as well with that. So you got to, you got to come and play Andy. You got to play. Yep. And I talked a little bit ago about Tevin Jenkins. I'm going to tell you one thing, man, by the bears cutting Charles Leno. And I think this is a point that you made that you said, well, that shows that they have faith that Tevin Jenkins is going to be able to make that transition to left tackle. Right. Right. So when Tevin Jenkins met with the media, they asked him, Hey, have any offensive linemen on the team reached out to you since you've been drafted? He says several. But he said there's been one person in particular that's talked with him the most. You got any idea who that is, A-Dub? I don't have an idea, Perez, unless you didn't let you like me on this one. Cody Whitehair. Wow. He, he said he reached out to him, and he said that he's been talking to him a lot. They've been talking back and forth. And he said, hey, he just said, hey, I'm here if you need a helping hand, if you need anything, if you need extra help with anything, I'll help you wherever I can. Now, the one thing about that where I loved hearing that is that's Cody Whitehair showing leadership. Cody Whitehair is the leader on that offensive line. By him doing that, that's basically now saying, hey, Tevin, I know that you're coming in here with some really big expectations. Well, I'm going to be here to help you out and make sure that we can help get you up to speed and help reduce that learning curve in this league. And I love that. Cody, shout out to you for, for being that leader um, on that offense and that offensive line. Man, I like that, Perez. Even bringing a rookie, including a rookie, on what you're trying to do to help the rookie, right? That's huge, man. When you see things like that happening, that's that you call building, Perez. You're talking about building something special, right? That's going to be a pretty good bond between those two moving forward, man, because of that reason. So I got to salute Cody White here for that, man. Continue doing a good job around that. Perez said it already about leadership. Those are those intangibles that make a huge difference with having the player feel comfortable working with you and feel comfortable playing. So I like that he did those things. I hope it continues, and I'm looking forward to seeing the relationship continue to build from here. Yeah, and another thing with, with Jenkins that I really like is he said, hey, I'm going to be spending a lot of time during these uh, off-season sessions refining my technique and trying to absorb as much content and, and, and material as possible during this rookie minicamp. And I think that's going to be cool because he's basically letting you know he's going to take advantage of this time He's going to get these reps in. He's going to get the mental reps. He's going to make sure that he's getting into that playbook. But also, I'm assuming he's probably going to get with some of these veterans on the offensive line as well to help even further get up to speed. And that, to me, when I hear these type of stories, it just shows you that the mindset of these rookies and this rookie class, I'm really excited to hear this from these guys. Yeah, man. They are humble for his. And they're, again, putting the work in, preparing themselves, and talking with vets and talking with the players on the team already to get an advantage and they're taking full advantage of this opportunity, that speaks volume for this, guy, for this class here, man. I'm excited for all of them, really am, Perez, and I'm glad they're doing what they're doing right now. Yep. And one of the things you said, you used the word humble. I, I, I see that, because when Tevin Jenkins was speaking, 
He looked like he was in awe when he was talking about Chicago. He said he had never seen a skyscraper before and that he was excited to eat some Chicago pizza. And I just <laughs> laughed when I heard that. I was like, he sounds like a 20-year-old, a, a 21-year-old kid. It just was funny. A kid from a small town that now he's in a big city. <laughs> exactly. He's fitting in pretty well, man. I think I heard him talk about it as well by one uh, throughout the first pitch of the Cubs game, too. He didn't say White Sox. He said Cubs game. Well, that's the only thing, but you know he can't be perfect, man. I mean, you know he's. <laughs> hey, you see how to throw one in, right, friends? I saw you. You tried. <laughs> I knew it was gonna come back. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It's all good, brother. It's all good. Hey, but I respect it, man. You gotta, you gotta shoot your shot, they do. <laughs> but you brought up a point that I wanted to focus on just for a second for our audience. So you referenced the fact that. Fields, even though he says, hey, I'm coming in here to take this job. He came in in practice yesterday and he really, you know, performed well, showed himself to be really prepared. But he said he understood that Nagy has a plan. And so he said that the plan that Nagy's putting in place is one that he's comfortable with. So when you're looking ahead to this potential battle between Fields and Dalton, what are your thoughts here on what this plan may even be? A-Dub, I, I really want to get your thoughts on that because you and I both have kind of gone on record here and said that we would prefer for Fields to be eased in and have Dalton start, start the season as the, as, the, as the week one starter. But I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to be sustainable here. Like, what are your thoughts here now as you look at this situation with Fields versus Dalton? Man, Perez, I like the idea of you and I talked about this already, of having you know, uh, Fields watch, right, and, and pay close attention to what's going on on the field, learning a couple of things from um, Andy Dalton, you know, just soaking everything up, right? I think with him sitting on the sideline, just watching the game, friends, can only help him, right? Because now you can talk through a couple plays, a couple situations with the coaching staff and say, hey, look, I saw what happened there with Andy Dalton. I saw what happened there with, you know, with, with certain plays or things that happen. You, you can brush up on a couple of things and look, think about how you can do things differently when you get, get your opportunity. So just having that step back and just look at the game, because normally this kid has been playing for so long, right, really. So the field's been really playing. So now he gets a really good chance to now watch it very close up and see what's happening. So for me, I'm not against, you know, any dog having the first step, right, to take the first step at, at playing, because I think it's all going to help fields get better. Yep. And A-Dub, I really agree with that point, because you and I have discussed the fact that there's been a lot of quarterbacks that get rushed on the field before they're ready and it stunts their development. And then these quarterbacks never pan out to be what we expect them to be. Right. So obviously you want to make sure that the system's in place to ensure that we're getting the most out of Justin Fields, that the right. offensive line is gelled and ready to go because you don't want your basically franchise cornerstone quarterback playing behind the offensive line is going to get them injured. Right. So right. there's a lot of things at play here, but I'm going to say this real quick to our listeners. Today is May 15th, and I am starting to feel like the idea of starting Dalton over Fields doesn't make much sense. And I'm going to explain this to you guys real quick. Now, I know you guys are going to say, well, Prez, Dalton is a veteran in the league. Yeah, that's true. But one thing that keeps going back and forth in my head, A-Dub, is the fact that Dalton and Fields are going to be learning the playbook around the same time, right? I know that Dalton was signed in mid-March. Fields was drafted a week and a half ago. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It's not like Dalton's been here for a season and a half or two seasons. So there's not really that big of an upper leg that Dalton has on Fields in this this situation. So one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on, A-Dub, with this is I just can't see Justin Fields not looking better than Dalton at OTAs or training camp and in the preseason. So that's the thing now where I'm kind of like starting to shift my focus and thinking, well, I know what they should do. The smart thing to do is to not throw the kid out there. But then I wonder, but if he outplays Dalton, which I think he's going to do because the kid has a higher upside, he's a better player. Then do you keep the guy grounded just for the sake of keeping him grounded on the bench? That's what I'm wondering right now, A-Dub. Yeah, I'm with you, Press. That's the same thing that crosses my mind as well. It's how long do you keep Justin Fields on the sideline? For me, I'm like, okay, I don't mind keep letting, letting Andy Dalton go out there to start it, but I don't think, for me, letting Andy Dalton finish the season, right? I think more so this kid appear to be ready and still learning, of course, maybe maybe a few things, right, to brush up on. Doesn't like a lot of things they need to learn, really. 
Uh, and you're right, Fred. I do think he's going to outplay Andy Dalton in the preseason, all these other different things. But I don't want to bring the guy out there, like I said, too soon to where, hey, our line is not where it needs to be. I would like for him to at least get an idea of what he's working with, really. You know, because right now, the Bears will probably give Andy Dalton probably a lot of the snaps and all that stuff. But I, I want to make sure the kid can learn and see what's happening. So therefore, he just, again, it's all extra knowledge for him to learn, right? To put in this toolkit to know what he's dealing with from the field, from the team, from the players, all those different dynamics that play a major factor, right, uh, into a game. So for me, I think just allowing the kid just to sit a few games, maybe a few, whatever, but at least at, at some point, throw him in there because I think you're right, Press. He's going to outplay him. I think he's going to be ready at that point. Yeah. Now, to play devil's advocate on that statement, because I do agree with it, but there's also the other side of the argument, A-Dub, is the fact that Andy Dalton has spent a decade facing NFL defenses. Right. And so one other point to think of is we don't know how quickly Justin Fields will be able to acclimate to, you know, facing the NFL defense, the speed of the game, and, and that sort of thing. And right. the point that we still have both addressed here on this call is we don't know what the offensive line is going to look like. Because it may take them a few games to get comfortable playing with each other. Maybe guys are going to be moving to new positions, right? So it's like, I don't know, man. It's just a lot to think about. Now, the one thing that really makes me want to say get Justin Fields out there sooner rather than later, A-Dub, is the fact that our defense is aging. Yes. We wasted a year of the defense last season. But on offense, A-Rob is A-Rob. Y'all already know how I feel about him. We got a third year of Montgomery back there in that backfield doing what he does best. And Mooney, your boy Mooney, he's coming along nicely and probably still wide open right now while we're recording this show. He's probably somewhat wide open right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Money moon, baby. Yes, sir. But I would say when you think about that, that's one of the things that I wonder, man, we got to get this kid out on the field because we can't have a season here where we got a Ferrari just like just sitting there in the garage and we're not taking that thing out for a spin. I'm totally with you on that point. But here's the pushback that people look at the other side and say, okay, the Bears got a tough schedule. Okay. Do you want this kid working against this tough schedule right away? Or do you want to you know, ease him in there right into the game and seeing what we're working with? To me, we got Donald coming here already first game. And the way that defense has played against us last year, it might be somewhat pretty solid this year based upon that. And do you want to have a Justin Fields starting the season off that way, right, against that particular team? Or do you want to see how our team looked first before throwing them out there? And I think that's the balance you got to take in consideration as well. You look at the two sides of the equation here, you know, how we're going to look versus this team, this tough defense, et cetera, versus, hey, is this a good time to put Justin Fields out there as well? Because, you know, Perez, most times you don't want to bring your best guy out there and go against the toughest defenses out there. You want to give him a chance, right? to show, get comfortable and all those different things versus throwing them out there when things start to go tough for us. No, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, and we both know that week one matchup with the Rams on the road going up against that bad man, Aaron Donald, that's nothing to to take lightly, right? And so for me personally, I do think that Dalton probably will end up being the week one starter. Mm -hmm. And everybody will say, well, Dalton was promised a job. Yeah, he was promised that he'd be the starter, but nobody told him how long he would be the starter either. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's why we really agree at right there, friends. No one told him how long. We gave you opportunity. <laughs> we gave yeah. you a chance. This, we just know what this kid can do as well. So that means this kid is going to probably eventually take your job. So we didn't give you, we didn't promise you how many games. Right. Now, one thing that I do want to get your thoughts on, A-Dub, when we think about this, we've talked about in the past the relationship that Laser has had with Andy Dalton in his career. So one of the things that I really appreciate about a laser is the fact that he's really good at reducing pressure situations. He did it last season with that quarterback fiasco that we dealt with. So what are your thoughts here when you think about his relationship with Andy Dalton? What do you think that means for this Justin Fields, Dalton type of component that we're going to be talking about probably all summer? You know what, Prez? And it means something, but it don't mean a whole lot to me. And here's why I will say that. Well, Lays is not calling the plays. We heard that Nagy's the one calling the plays, right? So really, the one you want to build that relationship with and get to know very well is probably Nagy because he's the one going to be doing all the play call and all that stuff. So I like Laser, but I wonder how much role he's going to play into all this press. I kind of wonder that, right, if Nagy's taking the big bulk of everything. So that part of you, like, yeah, it's good you have that relationship with um, with um, Laser, um, dog. But again, how much of a huge difference is that going to make now with the fact that, hey, he's not going to be the one calling the place. It's going to be really relinquished over to, again, Nagy. He's going to be doing a book with a work with that. 
One thing that I wanted people to kind of think about when they're listening to us have this discussion. So for Bill Lazor, yes, he won't be calling the plays, but I still think his role is going to be very important. And he's going to probably have a lot of feedback for Nagy, and it's going to be really important here. So on one side of the coin, he's got the quarterback that he's known since 2016. But now you're on the other side of this of the coin, you got the future, and I'm just going to say it, the salvation of the franchise that we've been waiting on for decades in Justin Fields. So I know that the laser is not going to choose sides or anything like that, but I'm just curious to see how this thing is going to evolve because he has to be thinking from my standpoint, what's in the best interest for the team. Right. You know, we can't be worried about, you know, relationships that we may have with this guy or this guy's feelings. And this guy was made this promise because damn that we're trying to win. Khalil Mack is only getting it older. We have to make sure we're getting the best use of Khalil Mack's time here. Hakeem Hicks yeah. is getting older. So, A-Dub, yep. when, when I think about Bill Lazor, I know he's going to do a good job. He's done a good job with the position in the past. Yeah. I just wonder what the decision is going to be from their perspective. And that's what got me thinking, too, Perez, because I like I like Bill Lazor. I really do. I'm wondering what his role is going to be in all this. And, and I think his role, like you say, he can have a critical, critical thoughts, critical things to share about you know, uh, Andy Dalton, and he'll get a chance to also see Justin Fields, right? Both of them. And can give some good ins- insights on both of them. But I wonder how much that's going to be considered when you think about making decisions. And that I don't know. I don't see something about, right, you heard and, and you heard about Nagy talking about this in the past, about how he and the guys all get together to make tough decisions. I wonder how much that's going to play when we talk about these two guys here, Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields. And can they be, you know, objective in it, right? How much objectivity is going to go into all this? Now, one thing, too, to kind of keep in mind with this whole situation is Laser, Nagy, Flip, they've all gone on record by saying that they are very happy with the quarterbacks that they have in their quarterback room. So right. they're happy with the fact that they got Dalton. They're happy with the fact that they have Foles. And I'm sure they are ecstatic, just like our fan base is, with the fact that we have Justin Fields. So right. Nagy went on a podcast this week, and they asked him, hey, so what are your thoughts here on this Justin Fields scenario? And he said, hey, when it's Justin's time, we'll know. He said, if Justin gives us a better chance to win than Andy does, then that's something that we as a team will have to make a decision on and we'll have to make that choice. So, A-Dub, you heard it there from the coach. That goes to show you that they're going to give Justin, I think, a fair shot. If they say that he's the guy, they're going to give him a shot at that. And it also seems like they've had really good communication with Andy Dalton. They contacted Dalton when they traded up to get fields. So, I'm sure Andy Dalton knows what this situation is. Yeah, he knows what the situation is. I mean, <laughs> I think um, Nagy talked about, you know, when he, you know, they made the decision to, to drive Justin Fields. He gave, you know, um, Andy Dalton a call. <laughs> that competitive nature came out of Andy Dalton, and he knows what he's up against. <laughs> so it's not no secret here, Perez, that he could potentially lose his job during the season. And that those kind of things happen, Perez, when you got a guy that's ready to play. So I think he's preparing himself for that kind of opportunity, and uh, he knows what he's up against. And one of the things that really stood out to me that Nagy said was, hey, when they asked him how did they think that Justin would handle, you know, competing or, you know, not being a starter. And Nagy said, point blank, he's a grown up. He's competed his whole life. When I think about Nagy's words there, it makes me think of some of the things that I really appreciate about Justin Fields' makeup is the fact that the kid wants to be great. The kid's a winner. He's a leader. But when the media asks him questions, he just sounds like a guy that has ultimate confidence. He's not worried about anything outside of himself, right? That's a, a contrast, and I'm not making that about the last quarterback we had in here. I'm just going to say this as a whole. As Bears quarterbacks that have come in here, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be rattled by the media. I don't think he's going to be rattled by the fan base. I think he has the conviction and confidence in himself that he knows what he can do out there on that field, and there's not going to be anybody that's going to get him away from what his main focus is, and that's on winning and putting up points on the board. You look at his nonverbal communication. You can see the confidence in his eyes, right? You can look and say, oh, this guy is very confident in his abilities. But the other thing, man, is this guy really is taking the opportunity to hear people out, what they got to say, and really show that he's ready to execute, man. And you can't take that away from a guy like him, man. The fact that he's willing to do whatever it takes at this point, but at the same time, that confidence. So you got to applaud that kind of ability there. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Well, I mean, think about it right now. It's May, and we're already, in our minds, kind of suggesting that Justin 
<laughs> may end up being the start of week one. Because that can't be ruled out here, A-Dub. It really now, cannot. Even, even though you and I both were saying, hey, you know, we would prefer for it not to be the case, but we can't rule out that that may not happen. Because you and I both are saying the same thing on this show in the fact that we feel that Justin Fields is going to outplay Andy Dalton. We're not even bringing up the other quarterback because I don't even know why right. he's on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy Dalton is still an upgrade over what we had in that quarterback room last year. So I'm confident if he were the, the, the guy week one, I'm okay with it. But let's just say this, guys. The more I see and hear of Justin Fields is the more likely I'm going to be okay with him playing a lot sooner than I had originally intended. because. When he got drafted, I was basically telling everybody, okay, I would love for him to have a red shirt year. Let's get him like get into the speed of the game. Let Andy Dalton, you know, get his shot out there. Now I'm kind of like, I'm okay with uh with Justin Fields maybe being a week one starter. And if not, starting at least by week five. Like, right. what's, what's the point of waiting? Exactly. And Prince, I'm not against him starting week one or week five, right? I'm like, hey, I'm all for it. Hey, mm-hmm. it looks like the kid is ready. Let's put him out there. But mm-hmm. Here's the part I have a problem with. Yeah. And it's part of how Andy Dalton got here, right? They promised him that he'll be starting, right? I mean, he goes around, Pace said it. You just heard guys saying he would start. That is probably the only reason, Press, that he might start week one is because of that reason alone. Other than that, I think Fields is probably going to show, you know, that, hey, I'm ready to start right now. And there's still a part of me that can show you all that I'm getting better and what you can see in the field, right? Of him showing even more improvement. And I think that's the only thing to me that really that gets on my nerves in a way is when you start making these promises to people and that could come back to bite you in a way. Well, like I said earlier, <laughs> nobody told him how long. <laughs> so. I know, right? <laughs> I agree, though. I agree. But, you know, it's like, man, don't make that promise. Just, just, just go out and get guys. Don't, don't do that because you never know what that can do to locker room. I don't know what to do. I think any dog would be a good professional about it if you were to get pulled. But those kind of things, you just don't want to have nagging over your team when you're trying to do something very good. Yeah, I think if it came to that, that's a really good point, A-Dub. I think Dalton is the professional in his league. So even if he is salty about it, I'm sure he'll kind of <laughs> keep that to himself. But I'm going to tell you one thing. This fan base, that locker room, when they do go to Justin Fields, I don't think that's going to do anything but invigorate that locker room. Because I think those guys are ready for the Justin Fields era to start. Because I know a lot of us in this fan base, we're ready for it. You know, so I can yeah. only imagine how Khalil Mack and those boys feel right now. I can only imagine. Man, Perez, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because I'm quite sure once Fields take the field, those guys will rally around him. They're going to be just excited about this whole ordeal as us, man. And I think that's going to be an extra motivation for the defense to play even harder, play tougher, and even for our offense as well, right? I can see the guys on the offense like, yeah, we're we ready, man. Let's go. And I can see both sides of the field, you know, offense and defense, man, trying their best to pull on a good show for us. Yeah, that's going to get them fired up. I mean, think about how many times, A-Dub, we've seen the defense create a turnover, get the ball to the offense, and then the offense promptly dribbles down his leg and then they do a three and out and the ball's right back to the damn opposing offense and the defense is right back on the field. Think about how demoralizing that is for a defense. Think about how many plays and snaps that defense had to endure with all the three and outs by the offense, the ineffective play calling, the lack of execution on offense, the breakdowns, all the different things. Like that type of stuff divides a football team. So my thing is when you look at this offense, this offense has the talent that's good enough to get the job done, to score points in this league. And I don't know why it didn't happen last season outside of that little three-game stretch, but there is no reason why this offense can't put up points on the board in 2021, tough schedule or not. Right, and that's the thing right there for me, Press. Tough schedule or not. I'm glad you threw it out there because that's why you were like, why, why A.W. missing the whole playoff thing? I say, man, because I look at our team, man. I think we're a very good team. I still believe we gotten better than we were last year, quarterback and all, you know? And I think with Justin Fields, man, it just add an extra layer to that. It's like, whoa, you know? And I think you hit it on one point, Press, before about the whole thing with Eddie Jackson, right? Mentioned that we got, you know, we got a quarterback now, you know? And yep. And then we talked about the fact that other players were the same way. And, 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 I, and I, that, I believe that. I really truly believe that. With him getting a chance to play press will definitely elevate, man. It can only elevate this team because right. they are excited about this too. It's not just us. It's not just fans. 
the players are excited about this as well, and they're looking forward to the opportunity. Because I can see now, Perez, if Justin Fields had a first three and out, right, go out there, Perez, and get three and out. I can see the defense like, hey, don't worry about it, young fella. We got you covered. We know what you're going to be able to do in the future. Don't worry about that. We got you back. And mm-hmm. I can see that kind of a thing happening, right? They're not going to have that same type of, you know, uh, feel for Angie Taldor or others, <laughs> right? You know how that, you know, it's like, you think different. You know how I go, Press. You just think a little bit differently when you have a guy that you're really vouching for, right? Who you want to see succeed. Well, and then on the flip side of that, can you imagine the way that defense is going to respond the first time Justin Fields is back there, quarterback, and he throws a long touchdown to Darnell Mooney, an 80-yard touchdown or something along those lines? Not only is that stadium going to fucking turn up, but that whole sideline is going to turn up because that's the moment that you know right then and there, that's when that kid arrived. And I can't wait for that moment, A-Dub. Like, seriously, right now as we talk on this podcast, I am in my head thinking about Justin Fields throwing touchdown pass after touchdown pass after touchdown pass. That's the thing right there that I think even if the, if he were to have a, a three and out or whatever to start his career, right. they're not going to trip on that because they're thinking nope. long term, well, we know what this quarterback can do. We've seen what he's done on the biggest of biggest stages, right? Exactly. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I just can't wait. I'm petty. You know this ain't dumb. <laughs> I can't wait till this kid makes those other teams in the NFL pay for passing on him. I cannot wait for that to happen. Oh, man. Payment coming up soon. For <laughs> That's what I would say. I think it's going to happen sooner than we probably think. But to your point, you hit it on the head, man, about how the team would feel about once he – show us one of those electrifying plays, right? With a big pass, a big play. That is going to be an exciting moment, man, for sure. And that's going to just take us to a whole other level, I believe, Press. From an offense standpoint, defense, we're going to look at this Bears team a little bit differently after that. The one thing, no, to note, this coaching staff, they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of work with getting Justin Fields up to speed. But also, they have to be honest with themselves and they have to be honest with this fan base. We don't have time for a kid that's more talented than the guy that he, that's in front of him to basically be sitting on the bench. If Justin Fields is ready, then he needs to play. And if they have concerns about readiness, then he sits. But if he's ready to go, A-Dub, we can't have the decisions that are being made because of a promise that was made. You know what? Okay, right. fine, Andy. We get it. But you know what? This is about winning. This fan base has not had a quarterback in 30-some-odd years. And, Andy, no offense, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but when you got signed here, none of us are really feeling it, bro. Right. When Justin Fields got drafted, bro, you had grown men screaming. Like, on our Zoom party, we were screaming. Like, if we if we, if we we weren't in this COVID time where we're social distancing, I would have hugged each and every one of y'all on that damn thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and here's the other thing, friends. We only signed it down for one year, right? Yeah. So think about this, Eddie, though. If you want to stick around, hopefully have an opportunity to stick around here the year after, you'll at least have a shot at that and work through this process with us. Because again, you probably were looking for an NFL job at that point. You just never know. So you don't want to burn any bridges because you got benched, right, for a kid that's ready to play. I think that he'll be a consummate pro about it. I mean, from everything that I've heard about him, A-Dub, I don't think we'll have that concern. I just think right. that he'd probably be in his feelings, which rightfully so. I mean, if that <laughs> were you and I, right, we came here, we're like, okay, well, shit, I'm, I'm good too, you know, but you're not just a feels good, but he's like, hey, I could get in here, I could get the job done. So, you know, the pride and the ego, you'll be like, man, I just got demoted because of a rookie. But at the same time, and we talk about this a lot, A-Dub, there's levels to this thing. Exactly. And Justin Fields is that level that we never, as a Bears nation, had never thought that we would have as a quarterback. And right. I'm here for all of it, bro. I'm here for every single moment of this Justin Fields era. Right. And lose now to Justin Fields, if you any dog, it's not, a, it's not a slap in your face, really isn't. We're talking about a really good quarterback right here who has a chance to be one of the greats, really. He has a chance. He does have a chance at that. So, Eddie Dog, you can't feel bad if you were to get your job taken from you by a guy like Justin Fields. Nothing to feel bad about. Oh. Huh. I mean, because you know he's coming for your job, brother. He's coming. Because the one thing the coaching staff said about this guy over and over again is that not only is they say he's been very coachable, but it's the things that he's doing when the coaches aren't paying attention. I talked about it earlier in the show, him calling out the cadences. That was something that was perceived to be an area where he can improve upon. He's already gotten to work on that. So I guarantee you that any area that's been diagnosed by Nagy and the staff of things that he needs to work on, I'm guaranteeing you behind the scenes, whether it's in his backyard or his bedroom, 
he's trying to figure out what he could do to even the playing field and obviously to surpass yep. what we're looking for at that quarterback position here in Chicago. I totally agree with you, Prez. I think the kid is already doing those things right now as we speak right now. You're not talking right now. This kid is getting ready. He's preparing. And that's what you like right there anyway. But I, I tell you right now, there's nothing in my mind that says this kid, you know, isn't doing those things or taking those steps, th- those measures to get better. That's right. And I mean, and you, it's funny that you're saying that because while we're recording this, he's at House Hall having day two of practices. So we'll have even more stuff to, to read about what he did today, you know, when we get off of this uh, the, the podcast. But I'll tell you this one thing, man. I don't want him to play until he absolutely gives us the best chance to win. On the flip side of that coin, if he does give us that best chance to win, and if that's right away, then that kid needs to play. It's just that simple way, Doug. Yeah, I'm with you, Press. And one thing I will say about this as well is our offensive line really got to give this kid a fair chance. Really do. They really got to be able to try to protect the best way they can. So that means, you know, Juan, you know, Juan Castillo, man, you got you got your hands full right here because it's not just about fields. It's about also protecting them, too, and making sure that we only lose our franchise quarterback in this process. And on top of that, too, A-Dub, that offensive line, opening up lanes for David Montgomery so that way he's not being hit and tackled in the backfield. There were so many times with, with David Montgomery where he's getting a handoff and he already has two people that are trying to tackle him. So he's got to make three or four moves just to get two yards. Like, we right. have to make sure that we're tightening that type of stuff up because I really hope this is the season that David Montgomery just gets unleashed on the NFL because that is a weapon and a beast in his office that we still haven't seen the best of what he can do. Man, whew, that could be a dynamic duo. We can add a piece to this as well. But think about that, Perez. Fields and Montgomery both having a lot of success together. Man, that's huge, man. You're just thinking about it right now, man, of what Montgomery did last season without a good line. Man, right. I wonder what he would do with a good line, right? Just make you believe, like, whoa, imagine how much pressure that is off Fields with the fact that we can get a guy, a Montgomery, a lot of running opportunities to do his thing. And, man, that would be great for our franchise. You talk about scoring opportunities, Perez. The fact that Fields can throw it very good, the fact that we have a good running back. Man, that's tough. The weapons that Fields or Dalton will have at their disposal. We already talked about it. A-Rod, Mooney, Komet, Miller, Newsom. I mean, dude, we could just go down the list of all the weapons that he have. Jimmy Graham, if we could utilize him the way that he should be utilized. Tariq right. Cohen. I mean, dude, I could go on and on with the weapons that we have at the disposal for this offense. And so that's why when I look at the situation, it's kind of why I've kind of gone back and said, hey, Dub, when this kid's ready, it's just time to go. It's go time. <laughs> exactly. And you know what, Press? I really do want to see him throw the football to A-Rob. Part of the reason why I really want to see that, because I know A-Rob would be a free agent. You know how to go to be a free agent, Press. And, and I don't want to fact to wait so long with Fields an opportunity, you know, miss that opportunity there, right? That window. And I wanted him to pretty much say, hey, look, you saw what happened to you, Rob. I got you the ball. I made you look even better, right? And it's like, man, that, that could be motivation to want to keep a guy like that around, you know, a star uh, wide receiver like that. So you never know. You just never know those little things that add to it. And, again, with Fields being such a good guy he is, man, and being a, a threat that I think he'll be on, on, on the offensive side of it, that'll, just be, that'll be good for us as an organization. It really will be. I mean, A-Dub, that, that was a really strong point because we've talked about on this show ad nauseum and the fact that A-Rob has not had great quarterback play in his career. And he still puts up numbers each season. A-Rob is a consummate professional. All he does is produce, right? Doesn't make excuses, gets the job done. So imagine a guy like Justin Fields now who will be able to get him the ball in in positions where A-Rob can make plays, right? That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. And you bring up the point about, hey, maybe that gets A-Rob to say, you know what, maybe I'll take a couple million dollars you know, less to stay here because now I got right. a quarterback that I'm comfortable with. I love Chicago. I want to be here because he said he wants to be here. So maybe having a guy like Justin Fields as his quarterback will be kind of like that final piece to say, okay, fine, I'm back. Right, right, exactly. And seeing what happened on this draft class, press that adds extra motivation. Like, well, we got some good pieces, you know, <laughs> with Jenkins and Fields and all the others, right, to help, you know, move this team forward. So him seeing all those things and – Hopefully have a good team that's also play well in the field. That adds to that, Perez. You know how that go, right? Adds to that. Like, man, I like this coach. I like what we're doing here. And again, that also adds to what you want You want to stay at, at, with this team moving forward. So I hope it all works out. But man, I'm just so excited the fact that we got this quarterback ready to go. All right, Adele, before we get out of here, over under a number of games 
that Justin Fields starts in 2021? I think Justin Fields would start nine games, including if we make the playoffs. Okay. So that's a really good one. I'm going to probably say over eight. I think it's only a matter of time before we get Justin Fields out there on the field. You know, a, a guy like that with that type of talent, with his mindset, I think the biggest thing that's going to keep him from sitting on the bench is his mindset and his attitude of, I'm not a guy that's going to be sitting on anybody's bench. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. It, it, one of the things I want to take into consideration, Perez, is to me, it's about how Andy Dalton looks on the field. And like you said before, does Justin Fields give us the best chance to win, right? We can win a couple of games. We won some games last year where our offense didn't look good, right? And we end up making a switch, whatever, with quarterbacks. But to me, I'm like, look, if Justin Fields gives, like you said, for us, give us that chance, I think the kids should play. Well, audience, you heard A-Dub. You heard it here first. And we don't have any time for games here. We got no time to waste. If Justin Fields gives us the best chance to win, then he shall play. And I would be curious to know what you guys think. What's your over-under on number of games that Justin Fields will start here in 2021? DM us. Our DM is always open. We'll love to hear from you. Last point we're going to make here. We talked earlier about the Vegas trip. We know that Bears Nation is going to show up and show out out there on that strip. If any of our listeners are planning to go down to Vegas in October for the Bears game, hit us up and let us know because A-Dub and I will be there. And we're going to be probably looking to set up some sort of a meetup event down in Vegas for any of our listeners that are going to be there. Just do something nice to kind of put, you know, faces with Twitter names or Instagram names or whatever the case may be. So. We definitely want to make sure that if you guys are going to be in town, we would love to connect with you guys. So more details will come on that meetup, but just let us know what you guys plan on doing. Yes, sir. I echo that, Perez. I'm with you, brother. That'll be a fun time, A-Dub. I can't wait. Just getting excited right now for it, man. I really am. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity, man, just to hang out with you and the fans. And, and, and um, hey, I'm just looking forward to having a great time. Dude, as a Bears Nation, A-Dub, we got so much to look forward to this season. That's just one of the many things that I really think that we're going to be really excited about. Man, but dude, I'm really excited for the future of this team. It's a great time to be a Bears fan, brother. This is a dope-ass episode, and we are out. A-Dub, going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Bay Census Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of this podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us. Peace.